we're back. What's up, everybody? It's Rooster Grooves. I'm Jesse. That's Jay. It's Rooster Grooves. What can I say? Uh, how's it going, everybody? What up, Jay? Word of Wisdom, part two. Uh-oh, Jay's got something to drop on us oh, immediately. I'm just... <laughs> Every week, I'm going to find something. Uh, but this week, it came to me, and I told you in the studio, Shh. in our secret session. Tell the people. Uh, so this is from a guy... Uh, called Huey, Huey Piano Smith. He recently passed away and I ended up reading an obituary about him in uh, New York Times. Um, I don't, never heard of him. Apparently he wrote songs like Don't You Just Know It, Rockin' Pneumonia and The Boogie Woogie Flu. Okay. I'm uh, I'm he's from New Orleans. So, and that was unrelated because I spent, I was down in New Orleans when I read the story. Completely unrelated though. But Dr. John is a big New Orleans guy. Also passed away, but he said that this guy, Huey Piano Lewis, gave him some words of advice for writing music. Huey Lewis? Huey Smith, sorry. Oh. Did I say Huey Lewis? That's, yeah, I think that's, so. that's someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so this guy, Huey Piano Smith, he said, anyone who can talk can write a song. Um, so whatever you got to say, play good music and say it. You just put it where you need to say it. Put it where you need to say Put it. it. You need to say it. That's good. He also said, if you don't have a song that's got some kind of simple melody people can hum, sing and with and roll with, it's like what you got. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So, uh, I all. like that. It just came to me. I didn't have to research that wisdom of songwriting law this week. Which came uh, up naturally. Came up naturally. Take from it what you will. I like the fact that anyone who can talk can sing. I like so, that too. It's a good. It's all inclusive. I also heard, sorry, side, side note before we get into the episode, also I saw an interview with Damon Albarn the mm. other day because they just dropped uh, the new Gorillaz album. Indeed. great. Cracker Island. Uh, he did a whole studio tour of his place in London. I did watch that. Yeah. And I liked a little bit and he said, oh, uh, the host was saying he was playing drums on some trip and he was told to shut up or something like that. and. Mm. And Damon was like, oh, that's not fair. Anyone should be allowed to play an instrument. I saw that. It yeah. was almost like an offhand yeah. comment. It was offhand. It wasn't like part of an interview. It was just like... He was like going to yeah. almost comment on it, but he was yeah. going to show something else, another yeah. random didgeridoo instrument or something. He was like, <laughs> yeah. he should get to play too. Exactly. It's yeah. not just me. So I like that. Anyway, yeah. Digression over. Episode. Sorry. <laughs> we like Damon. We like Damon. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking about post-animal, and it's good to be back on Rooster Grooves. 2023 it's the second of march yes to welcome in um i guess let's I'll, you said a tangent i'll say a tangent okay. uh jay was in my dream last night really oh and it was <laughs> it was steamy uh oh no it was good uh i don't remember all of it or the purpose of it or the reason yeah. or what to know to learn from it's still okay. dissecting but we were in some kind of studio it was a big massive studio where you're like shooting a music video or something oh wow uh I was on drums for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. I think my buddy Kalen was there okay. recently at a birthday. Happy birthday, Kalen. Happy birthday, Kalen. And then you, I don't remember what you were doing, but you were either doing some producing. You were right there in the room or playing another instrument, maybe even singing. But I think we were doing a, I only realized this after I woke up, we were doing some cover of some big rock star and I couldn't remember in the dream. It, I. I was feeling it was Leary or something. But when I woke up, it was Richard Ashcroft. Okay. We were doing some yeah. cover of Richard Ashcroft. I don't know which song. Yeah. Um, and that's all that transpired in the dream that I remember. Wow. But 
you were in it and that was it was a fun dream premonition do you remember what the studio looked like was it cool it was <laughs> it was it, it was cool it was yeah. it felt like being it was probably a green screen but in the dream okay. it's like i could see it yeah um it was like being in like the windows you know screensaver like oh, wow. bright blue sky and hills and okay. we're like playing music well that's kind of <laughs> like the thing we did with dave oh we're going on a real tangent a little now. bit a little bit yeah with, with the background they had for that thing anyway exactly yeah. okay but yeah let's get into it we're talking about <laughs> post animal so, um yeah so you did an actress one on this another digression a little bit first because you you know sorry. what how the actress episode i was thinking it was a completely different artist that i was trying to suggest yeah see so no exactly so i i <laughs> I don't know what happened. Again, I had a dream last night. Things were crazy. Yeah. Got mixed up. But um, yeah, I thought this was an Australian band. I was yeah. thinking of an Australian band. I can't remember who it was now. Hmm. But apparently for a long time, I've had this name mixed up with music. And I, I thought misconstrued. Hmm. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to solve the problem. But anyway, we did research for Post Animal, which is a band out of Chicago. Yeah. Um, but it was in the same genre of kind of psychedelic rock, essentially. Uh, okay. So you'll you'll have to like hunt that down somehow. Yeah, I'll, fi- I'll find uh, out, and then it'll be a good episode. Yeah. But you know, Post Animal, American yeah. psychedelic rock band formed in 2014. Yeah. We got, I mean, yeah, it's like psychedelic indie, um, but I like that they they have influence from Black Sabbath. Yeah. So like a little bit of heavier or darker stuff. Yeah. Um, but then lighter stuff like the Beatles or like 70s rock. Yeah. I noticed they said like the Eagles, um, probably some Steely Dan or something kind of lighter. Yeah. I don't know. I hear a little Pink Floyd. Yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. So, but I like the, the dynamic between that. So yeah. they have these heavier influences and lighter ones and they mash them up. They're really not afraid to have kind of darker songs or kind of lighter songs. Um, so it's a cool dynamic. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you like about these guys? What do you what did you find out? Um, yeah, I listened to their first release that was on Spotify called this is a great title. Post animal perform the most curious water activities. Yeah, it is curious yeah. title. Great I like it. album cover as well. It's very like sixties psychedelic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Twenty fifteen that came out apparently, um, and that is very psychedelic. We're gonna play a track from it in a little while, but um, I really liked how that album sounds and how the band sounds. Mm-hmm. I was I was definitely getting Tame Impala mixed with uh, Pink Floyd vibes, and then I read a description that I think um, Chicago Tribune might have said about them, saying um, uh, if Tame Impala listened to a lot of Black Sabbath and were signed to Elephant Six. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Elephant Six is, but there you go. I don't either, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> definitely the song we opened this, up the podcast with is Tame, Invol- Tame Impala vibes. Yeah, yeah. I could really hear that. That was one of the first earlier songs that they released. Yeah. And not to say that I didn't know who Post Animal was completely. Mm, okay. Um, because there was a, a band member that left yeah. who we're going to talk about in a second. So I didn't know anything at all, actually, until, okay. until you sent me the link. And That's exciting. The album. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Because yeah. so. it's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's a fairly newish band yeah. uh, in the grand scheme of things. And they, I did know that one song that we opened up with. I was familiar with that. It just okay. comes up on my, you know, psych rock playlist songs okay. that I've liked or whatever. Right. And it's cool. So these yeah. guys do have some cool vibes. Yeah. Um, they come out of the Chicago scene. Apparently, there's a pretty cool scene down there with other bands like Twin Peaks, yeah. the Orwells, a band called Knee High. Mm-hmm. 
good stuff. Is, uh, is a band called White Reaper from there as well? Not familiar. I keep hearing this. I've heard this band name over and over again. Uh, for a, yeah, White Reaper. We have to do some more digging on them because I've heard about them on other episodes of other artists that we've covered. Mm -hmm. Like they keep coming up and I don't know anything about them, but I think they're from Chicago. Sounds like it's the next episode. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, they're not from Chicago. Sorry. But yeah. Well, <laughs> hence we haven't done the research on that exactly. one. Exactly. But let's get into this. I think, um, you know, that's a little, that's all we know about post animal, but pretty cool psych rock. It's uh, how many people are in there? Five right now? Four? Five right now, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh, should we name check him I, before we move on? Yeah. I got Dalton Allison. Uh, bass and vocals. Jake Hirschland. Guitar, keys and vocals. Javi Reyes. Guitar and vocals. Hope I'm pronouncing these right. As always, we try our best. Yeah. Wesley Toledo. Drums and vocals. Great name. Matt Williams. Guitar and vocals. Le all vocals. They all do vocals. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> which is cool. Um, and uh, we'll talk about more as they go but they're all it's not a one-headed beast you know they all yeah. produce they all have different ideas they all bring different things to the table yeah and you know it's a smorgasbord and they all get to have creative influence on what ends up being on the record yeah, yeah. and for that i really respect them and i think that's cool definitely yeah. uh so let's play our next track and get into this all right <laughs> Listen to Rooster Grooves. That was Post Animal with their track Goggles from their album. Post Animal performed the most curious water activities. Dynamite. That was, uh, that was the first ever piece of music I heard from this band and uh, wasn't sure where it was going when it started out just with good guitar. and Hella intimate. Yeah, intimate music. They get rocky, sure. yeah. psychedelic-y, yeah. but it's still got a lot of heart and feeling and uh, tenderness yeah. even, you could say. Yeah. I like those descriptions, yeah. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we didn't say, you know, they have like three albums out, four albums out. Yeah. Just real quick, mm -hmm. since 2014. Mm -hmm. um, a few EPs as well. In the yeah, a bunch yeah. of EPs, mm -hmm. which is kind of how they got their start. We're, we'll talk about this like right yeah. now, basically, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, but let's let's go back into the into the, the way back machine. Let's, let's take it back a few years. Um, charge the batteries, take our spaceship back in time. All right. And we're in 2014. No, let's go further back. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're going further back. I turned the dial up a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, basically, I just I know. <laughs> what do you know? 
<laughs> what do I know? Because okay. now I'm I'm in some year before 2014, <laughs> and I don't know anything. I led so. us astray. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I know Dalton Allison and Matt Williams were childhood friends. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, that's basically all I know. Right. And so that they that's how they started the band. Um, the two of them. But let me go a little bit further back because I I don't I was w- reading the interviews or. You know, I'm I'm horrible at my job right now of telling you guys this information, but some of them, they all had a little bit of a background in music, like pretty young. Okay. Yeah. Like I know one of them had like an acoustic guitar yeah. just given to them. You know, I don't know if their families were super musical, but obviously a little bit of influence was there. Uh, one of the band members, their mom was a bass player, I think in a band, mm-hmm. and she had a like a nice Ibanez 80s bass. Mm-hmm. lying around so one of the band members but that was like their first experience yeah. kind of strumming on something just making some noise um so they all had i'm just trying to paint the picture that they all had a little bit of a background as as children basically right yeah and then that's all i know on the, the super early stuff unless you got anything uh, all i know is jake hirschland uh one of the members he originally came from madison wisconsin noise that's all i know and um, we didn't mention at the top of the show the one of the founding members of post animal but he had to leave joe keery um oh we're talking about joe then well i wasn't going to jump into it but i was just going to say you just brought it up he he came to (laughs) chicago to study so that's how he oh we'll just leave it at that who's joe who's joe yeah does anyone know that name yeah anyway so he started (laughs) he was one of the founding members yeah so these guys just start making music though basically yeah there was dalton allison and matt williams they they got a few more guys to form the band yeah started coming out with some singles um started dropping them just started yeah. to create yeah yeah um and then pretty much yeah so they're i mean basically they're in the chicago scene yeah and they start playing shows like small shows diy shows they said one of the first shows was you know playing to seven people yeah in like at midnight yeah and they were just kind of cutting their teeth yeah sounds like they've they've experienced a good sort of rise in the in the live scene there. Mm-hmm. um yeah, like you say, they had done these shows with seven people, but then it, it grew and the venues got larger just from them keep doing it. And they, mm-hmm. said, they said the DIY shows were the, the best, like the house parties that were put on by people and they'd just be packed with people. And just yeah, just playing, looser, yeah. even yeah. if the sound is a little shittier. Yeah. You know, it just makes it fun. Yeah. Beer spilling yeah. and just that kind of raucous young energy. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, they, they were having a good time and they were learning their craft. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the guy who plays bass, um, they they taught him bass when he was like eighteen or nineteen. Okay, for example. All right. Yeah. So they were yeah. still learning their instruments. Yeah. At least some of them were. Yeah. And uh, learning how to write and bond together. That's the other cool thing about this band. It's really uh, like their bond as friends yeah. is pretty powerful. Yeah. And I think that's something that they care about too. Yeah, they sound. Yeah, it sounds very like they're nice people. They just get mm-hmm. along really well mm-hmm. and. Uh, almost sort of democratic music making kind of thing in mm-hmm. a way very sort of fair um like yeah and it comes across i think one interviewer said described their music as like friendly or something like that mm-hmm. you know <laughs> no totally uh, yeah. yeah yeah uh there was one story i think did you hear about the van no uh, when they were on uh we're jumping ahead a little bit but we'll come back but they were on tour mm. and uh they had a van so they were driving the van broke down and so they were, they were like in this moment they're like what do we do oh my they got into an argument okay so they were kind of fighting yeah. uh you, i'm right you're wrong what should we do we should do this we should do that blah 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 classic and uh so they figured it out they're like we need to stop slow down like we're friends let's figure this out let's 
like we need to speak to each other with respect <laughs> and like let's get organized and uh, we can do this we're greater as a band and let's let's be cool with each other yeah and so they figured this out and they like they made a plan they did something that fixed the car but apparently the car only ran for like 20 more minutes or something and then it broke down again <laughs> okay and so it was like a ultimate you know test right of their their brotherhood yeah, yeah. immediately yeah. like they're like they had this talk and then the same day they're like they had to go through the same problem again yeah and so put their money where their mouth is right yeah. um, but just a testament to like how much they care about bonding and and caring about themselves outside of the band yeah you know what i mean yeah definitely so anyway yeah so so yeah the, the first stuff was self-released right um yeah they were doing their own shows and, and all that they and were then, not signed and then uh they sort of Let's talk a bit about what I've heard them say is their debut album, but it seems like it's their second album, um, When I Think of You in a Castle, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, that was the first one that they did on this label, um, Polyvinyl Record Company, they're called, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I was sort of looking around at that, and they, they were, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times we like to find out how artists get discovered and signed or whatever, Apparently, these guys, Polyvinyl Record is like a Chicago label, and the guy that runs it like uh, came from the same hometown as a couple of the guys from Post Animal kind of thing. And they're like, they call themselves small town guys kind of thing. So they felt like they could trust this label kind of thing and mm -hmm. sign up with them. And they said they kind of were thinking about this label before they got signed. Like they knew of it. It's a small community there in Chicago. Um, people knew people like friends of friends knew the people that were on the label there's some artists on there that they really liked kind of thing um but they ended up getting hooked up and signed and i but it's a strange timing i feel like this album was recorded before they got the deal but it was released like on the label kind right. of thing so they already had the album in the can kind of thing they manifested um, it and i think this kind of leads into the joe Carey story a little bit do i want to talk about the the yeah. member that left the band yeah, so he yeah. has a yeah. he had bigger fish to fry. Okay, yeah. uh, I guess you could say so. Yeah. He had a he had an aspiring acting um, career. Yeah, or he was an aspiring actor, you could say. Yeah. Uh, has anybody seen Stranger Things? Stranger Things, yeah. It's little. You could answer at any time. Small little show on uh, one of the streaming networks, right? Yeah, just yeah. Tiny little show, yeah. small budget, <laughs> no promos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Joe Keery. Yeah. So he was on the. He played Steve Harrington. If you're watching us on video, uh, uh, you'll recognize him now. Look at him. Yeah. Look at that uh, hair. Yeah. The hair. He like. He's like. <laughs> he's himself confused why people talk about his hair all the time. But yeah. <laughs> Look in the mirror, Joe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So he got this gig. I'm not sure how he landed that. I don't know the story. I didn't look into that to be honest. Yeah. So he. Um, he did go to theater school at DePaul University, which is in Chicago. Um, and that sort of seems to line up about like how he might have met the guys in the band because he graduated from there in 2014. He originally came from Newport, oh, sorry, Newburyport, Massachusetts kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, but so he, it seems like music and acting for him were like his passions all the way. And Artistic guy. Yeah, so even in the first few releases of Post Animal, he'd, already done like some kfc commercials okay i think he was in an episode he had roles in empire chicago fire i think these are like tv shows um 
but so he like was kind of very much an equal member of post animal like mm -hmm. we said the like they all write songs they all sing um they all basically present demos or ideas to the group and then they the rest of the group all like kind of you know does their best to work make that song happen kind of thing uh and so joe was definitely in there doing that stuff with them um and he was on every track we've played so far i think mm -hmm. and i think the last appearance he was on was this album when i think of you in a castle um we're gonna play a track called ralphie which is he apparently i think was like his idea like he mostly wrote the song cool so when the guys wanted to make a music video they were like, like he'd already left the band like he basically he left after they finished recording it before they released it yeah <laughs> to right. do strange things and all that stuff so but since he wrote most of the song the band wanted him in the video so there's mm. this crazy video i don't know if you've seen it of them like out oh. in like a desert it looks like a sort of space sci-fi star trek parody type thing and joe keery appears at the end like uh sitting on a rock in the sea kind of or way. just at the end just at the end yeah i did yeah. not see that i'll have yeah, to yeah. watch that later yeah uh, but after this, that's for this track called Ralphie. Should we give it a spin? Um, or you, sure. Should, no, yeah. that's the the, the Steve Harrington story. But pretty cool to <laughs> to see him the, the Joe Keery story. Yeah, yeah. But very cool to see him have success in one in a band. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the talent and stuff, and then also has some acting chops, and to see him succeed in yeah. such a huge, monumental show. Because I didn't even know. Like I was reading post animals biography and i'm like oh yeah joe Keery left to pursue acting and i was like acting okay what's he doing and i'm like i was like oh i didn't even know the guy's name like <laughs> yeah you're right it's like oh that guy because he's really good he's a really good actor actually i have to say yeah right. it's yeah. it's he's he plays that role great so it's it's great to hear that he also is an accomplished songwriter mm -hmm. musician of not pop music or weird stuff but yeah it's like it's like he's not weirdness. just a heartthrob exactly <laughs> teeny bopper on tv yeah He's got more. There's more to him. Yeah. But let's play this track. Okay. Ralphie from Post Animal from their album When I Think of You in a Castle. It's a good track. Thanks, Joe Carey. Yeah. Joe Carey uh, was on that. He was on this album. Um, he left the band after they recorded this album before it was released. Um, they recorded this all in a haunted cabin, apparently. Mm, Did you hear about this? No. Um, yeah, they they went to this place to record the album and uh, it was a friend's place which they'd heard stories of. Um, and the only stories they encountered I heard of were in the middle of the night, uh, a bedside table just fell over. And he said it was pretty sturdy and it had a lamp on it, but it just like <sighs> fell right over. 
That is sketchy. Uh, someone else witnessed just the door slamming, you know, so. Scary. Scary. <laughs> and they were like, maybe the maybe the spirit was like captured on the album somewhere, you know, maybe. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. Or maybe it's Joe Carey and it, all the creepiness on Stranger <laughs> Things is creeping in. Maybe it was, Vo- 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 not was Voldemort. Oh, yeah. What's the Venkner or something? Oh, yeah. What is it? Vecner? <laughs> I think that's it, yeah. Creeping out yeah. the walls. I don't know. Yeah, what are they? The underworld or something. The gobbly goose or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, I don't know all the names. Yeah. I didn't see the last season. Oh, you got to watch it. It's funny. Funny, actually, yeah. It's getting funny it's and a, funny. It's a comedy for it's, Jay. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially his role, Joe Carey. He gets funny in, in the, as he, the seasons progress. He does kind of the comic relief. Yeah, he does, yeah. With that one curly-haired kid. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Wears the hat and stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to mention some of his... Because he's still making music. Um, one of his earliest monikers was Cool Cool Cool. He used to release music under Cool Cool Cool. Cool Cool Cool. Cool Cool Cool. Um, he's currently releasing music under the name Joe. I think that's how you pronounce it. D-J-O. Nice. Joe. Got that D uh, in there. I like it. He has a couple of singles out and an, and an album out, which I haven't listened to yet, but I'm interested to see what he's making and how different it might be to Post Animal or if it's the same. I don't know. Check but, it out, yeah. you guys. Let us know yeah. what you think. Um, so we're, yeah. we're not really talking about every specific album no. during this show. Um, just kind of, you know, busting through it. But as like, for example, on Spotify, there's four releases of full length new music. So the 2015 album, um, the post animal perfect what performances <laughs> under the curious water activities or whatever it's called. 2018, uh, when I think of you. Or no, when I think of you in a castle fully. And then Forward Motion. Mm -hmm. And then a live album, 2021. And then Love Gibberish is the newest one, 2022, just to give their discography laid down on record. Yeah. And they're all a bit different um, sounding. Uh, One of the things they said, this is the last thing I'll say about Joe Keery, (laughs) when he left, uh, they found it challenging to fill the hole. because they were asked, like, well, you have six people in your band. Isn't that, like, a lot? How do you, like, deal with all of that? And and, and when he left, they did feel the hole in the music. And, they, like, one of the other guys was like, oh, I, I've had to, like, learn his parts that he was playing on these songs. Where they're, like, doubling up certain things, you know, to play it live and stuff. Um, and they said it was definitely noticeable in, in the writing as well. Like, you know, and the performing. That this extra member wasn't there. Um like you say about their writing um uh yeah it's all kind of everyone brings an idea and we said all that i said all that earlier so. we could say it again, <laughs> say it again. No, but that is one of the coolest things yeah about yeah. their their collaborative yeah cohesion yeah and they're able to do it semi um easily yeah seems to come pretty natural to them yeah and they they bring a, a air of like nobody's superior yeah nobody's in charge yeah they all get equal, you know, uh, like, and each of them don't want to get in the way of each other. Yeah. Like, they're all like, I want to put my ideas, but like, only this much. Like, yeah. I want you to have your ideas, your ideas, your ideas, and we, everyone can contribute. Yeah. And they're, they seem to do that really well, whatever, wh- however that works, the intricacies of the psychology yeah. when they're in the room together, you know, I don't know. It probably like, also, yeah, I don't know if like they chose their genre or they just fell into it as a, consequence of that approach to making music Mm -hmm. because like i've heard some people say that 
because each member has such diverse influences, that's why it sounds like that Post Animals music jumps around a lot stylistically. But it kind of fits in that prog work psychedelic way where you kind of have the license to do that. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. Yeah, like the yeah. last, that, that song, uh, Rugby, what is it, Ruji? Uh, the last one we played, Ralphie. Ralphie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that one sounds like a like a, a Steely Dan demo yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. Like more 70s rock, more than like yeah. a Tame Impala yeah. psychedelic track. Definitely. Yeah. But um, obviously yeah. they do these kind of different genres, but you could still tell it's post-animal style. Yeah. And that's what's really cool. Yeah. I think it's impressive when a band can do different styles, but you know it's that they still have their kind of signature over each track. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it comes from just naturally from them, what they write. Also, they do all the recording and mixing themselves, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think like the guy that mixes it, sorry, I, I just want to identify the correct band member here, if I can. Uh, Is the bass player? Out. Dalton. Yeah. Dalton Allison. Yeah. Al Allison? Yeah. Allison? Dalton oh. Allison. <laughs> Check my notes. It's quite a name. Dalton Allison. Yeah. DA. Yeah. He could be a fashion designer or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, he mixes uh, the, all of the music as well. And um, the drummer, uh, Wesley, said about that, that, well, first of all, Wesley doesn't know how to do any of that stuff himself, mixing or recording. He doesn't fuck with that stuff, apparently. Um, he also said that Dawson listens to a lot of like, our old R&B, like Stevie Wonder and mm. like that. That's where his influences come from. So he's like, I think um, Wesley was kind of saying, that's probably why it sounds a little bit Tame Impala-ish or vintage because like when he's mixing, he's like using this old kind of R&B stuff as reference material kind of thing. Like, uh, it works really but, well yeah. to yeah, give yeah. him that kind of vintage psych sound. Yeah, yeah, it works. Although... I don't hear that production quality on their latest album, Love Gibberish. Mm -hmm. It's a little like the drum sound particularly is a little more um, cleaner. And I actually don't like it. Like A little more contemporary. Yeah. Almost more, yeah, boring. A little bit, yeah. Because it, it works, but it's, and we'll hear it, we're going to play out with a track from it. But, um, but I like the grit that they have on, yeah. on the rest of the recordings it mm -hmm. sounds like I, I don't think it's analog tape that they're using but it's it sounds like that for sure or like gritty or compression yeah saturation or whatever yeah like, it's all yeah. a little distorted and yeah. but it's mixing together really well yeah yeah so but they're not doing that on this one and also so they left their label that's what happened as well um so love gibberish is the most recent album and they're self-releasing it um because uh, I think they've had a little bit of a tough relationship with the music industry, it sounds like. Um, they think it's necessary. They also think it sucks, mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people do. Specific specifically, they said they didn't realize how many middlemen there were in mm. every every aspect yeah. of the thing. And also, they said they didn't know what a record label does until you work with a record label. And then you kind of like learn as you go, mm -hmm. something that they've said. Um like they said they didn't know what a booking manager did. They didn't know what a record label did. <laughs> um, and I can understand that. Like, yeah, there's a lot of pieces. And it is a dark art, it seems like, how you go about doing all of that side of things, you know. Yeah, it's not as simple. Like, it's yeah. what it 
it comes down to relationships with people who you know, like, yeah. oh, I know a guy who could do this, and right. it has to get done in this business style because that's how he does it. Yeah. But it might be different for a different band in a different state, yeah. different circles of people. Yeah. So it's never just super cut and dry. And I heard them say as well, it's like you have to do a lot of favors for people before they sort of become a relationship that you can rely on in the music industry kind of thing. Like, yeah. Favors. Favors. Hopefully not illegal favors, but you know, I don't, who knows? Uh, But I mean like play a a show for free, for example, or some shit like that, probably that type of stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, But it's interesting. I don't know. How big do you think Post Animal are right now? Do you feel like they're still underground and they're grinding it out or? I feel like they're in kind of a, a weird state of being underground yeah. but they have this kind of you know the joe carey Kiri, like kind of influence right like that i think that's kind of bringing a lot of little uh, some energies what you mean fans from them yeah because yeah. i did like that video i watched of ralphie i was looking at the comments and i was like okay let's see how many people were here for him and there were uh, so but, at least yeah, yeah some coming just from stranger things yeah, when yeah. they find out he's in a band and then they yeah. check out post animal yeah maybe they'll maybe they like it or not but just the publicity yeah, yeah. just it's getting it's one more yeah. route of but, publicity but obviously the band are not trying to use that as a they're way not they, they never the band, speak yeah. about it and i think that i don't know if that's part of the reason why joe left the band as well is and he said it was scheduling conflicts and obviously like, he's busy he can't be taking part in tours and all the time and stuff like that. But I think another thing he mentioned about is like, he didn't want to mix up like his newfound fame and stranger things with the promotion of the band kind of thing. It, it would, he it would tarnish it the, the yeah. integrity of what the band is trying to do. Yeah. They don't want to just be like, let's get as famous as possible and use this fame yeah. to make us more famous. Yeah. They like, they, I think they're drawing that boundary line. Let's like yeah. try to keep these things separate. Yeah. There's going to be some overlap and some publicity yeah. going back and forth one way or another. Yeah. But they're definitely not like, Hey, we're the guy with, we're the band with uh, the stranger things guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get, let's get a bunch of band photos and promote it like that. Which they could easily do. Or most other bands would do. Like it could even be in their bio, you know, like yeah, exactly. post animal made famous by Joe. Exactly. Remember Joe Keery, blah, but, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, they're but, not doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's respectable. That's a testament, I think, probably to their personalities as well. Like mm-hmm. they all seem very chill and uh, egoless. They do, yeah. And so they're not, and they're in it for the music. They're not in it to get famous. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's probably it's a tough thing, though, right? Because to make it in music, you you do need that uh, kind of attitude success like chasing something like success or some kind of what's the word to say motivation like you need certain amount of grit and determination to do it right yeah to to persevere to keep going yeah like Mm. i think about damon alban like recently watching that thing like obviously he had a lot of uh what's the word i'm looking for it's not you know i mean it's like um I guess it's motivation, but like, you know. Discipline? Discipline. Desire to succeed. You know, will. Drive. Mm-hmm. Will. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I thought one of those Desire. Words. Desire, yeah. Just kind of like, you know, you're not just making the music. Like, you do want the stuff to happen with it. You do want things, certain things to work out well. Like, you want, uh, 
as many people to I mean, listen I, to the like album. Like integrity. Integrity, yeah. Like, like we want this so bad, but we're not going to take this shortcut. A little bit, yeah. But also, like, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's like that drive, that am- ambition. 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 That's, that's the word. Look, Vocab word of the day. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, because ambition is, to me, is like drive and all of those things. But it's also like kind of pushing the boundaries a bit to, to make something happen mm-hmm. versus sitting back, and you know, not making things happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough thing in music world like to do it all to like have the ambition to succeed but also to have the integrity to just do the music yeah right and how do you balance that kind of thing it's a balancing act in this circus of a world yeah because the industry is all about stuff that you don't want to deal with and i think that's part of why they left the label as well they said there's certain hoops that you need to jump through and they just didn't they were kind of just done with that for now. They just mm-hmm. wanted to go out on their own, you know. You know. Yeah. So, I don't. They said respectfully, those like they love the label still and they love working with the guys and what they did accomplish for the band. But for some reason, the band just didn't want to do that. Fair enough. Type of thing anymore. Like, they don't want to be, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. a you know a circus monkey or something where you. Yeah. Well, we're a part of this, so we have to do this. We have to do that. Jump through the yeah, hoops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, to get what we want, like we don't need it. Yeah. We like to make music. Yeah. We can do it ourselves. Yeah. So we will on our yeah. own terms. Yeah. And that's respectable. Yeah. I like them for that. Yeah. So uh yeah, that's about where they're at right now. They have this new album out, Love Gibberish. Mm-hmm. They're still trying to tour and play shows, right? Yeah. But they're all doing doing it DIY again. Mm-hmm. And they're still kind of underground, under the radar a little bit. Um, but I thought they're getting, you know, I mean you've heard of them they're getting good streams people yeah they have them. like two hundred thousand listeners monthly yeah. listeners on spotify yeah I, I don't know how recent it was but they were um opening up for cage the elephant okay which is you know pretty big yeah these days yeah and you know that's an impressive bill to be on yeah so yeah. uh i think they're still on their trajectory of creating themselves making what yeah. they don't you know they're still getting bigger i think they're getting more exposure and they they want more they want to continue to make music build their brotherhood yeah and i think we're going to see more post animal in the future they're doing it on their own timeline our own timetable yeah 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 sounds like so diy i like it yeah that's all i got on the post animal Uh, that's all i have this is episode 99 by the way (gasps) we're one away from 100 get that Get what, out. I don't know what to do for 100. Like, I feel like maybe we should do a Red Hot Chili Peppers episode or something. We might have to do a, an awesome one like or that. Or just like one of our favorites. Yeah. I don't know. We'll maybe some kind of compilation. It. Or a comp. Yeah, we'll just do the cop out. You know how like Friends used to just be like, I remember that thing and then just have a compilation episode I hate of that. old clips. <laughs> I totally resent that. We're not going to do that. Okay. It's, it's a fun idea, but we'll do an original. I th- it is a cop out. Okay, That's yeah. weak. I want to see a brand new episode. That's actually more effort to put together as well. <laughs> the For sure. For the editors and stuff, the exactly. actors just have to say, remember that? Exactly. And the editors yeah, yeah. are like, I had to sift through oh, the files Jesus of Christ. this other. Yeah, yeah. Did you have that hard drive? Where's yeah, that hard where, drive? It's in oh, the studio. To download it. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. But we're not going to do that because yeah. we care about you guys too much. Yeah. And we care about ourselves too much. We love ourselves. We love you. Yeah. That's all on Post Animal. If you guys want to hang out with us on Twitter, at Roots to Grooves, Instagram, at Roots to Grooves, uh, TikTok, at Signal Radio, 
Uh, where else are we? We are on YouTube. At Reach the Graves. And then if you want to, yeah, so hang out with us. We're very online. <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with us directly with some cool info or comments, concerns, suggestions, hit us at the link that Jay is about to drop for our email. I'm out. Reach the Grooves at signalradio.com. S-I-G-N-L radio.com. The power's out, it's not coming on. The only light comes down like a bolt from above. Roots to Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com.